welcome back to the Bucket List Bitch Podcast. I am your host, Sam Martelewski, and this is episode four. Today's topic is going to be all about Vegas, baby. Las Vegas, Sin City, the city that never sleeps. There's so much to do there that sometimes even the mere thought of it can be overwhelming. Here's my personal guide of bucket list activities you can do and should do in Las Vegas, as well as things I didn't get to do in Las Vegas yet and wish that I could do next time I am there. Before I get started on the episode, I just want to mention I am yet again in not a normal recording space, so I do apologize if the sound is a little strange once again or if you hear weird microphone sounds. I am in a different room filming. Life has been really strange, not in my normal like office space that I would film in, and I'm just kind of making it work. I am also done with my cold, so I do apologize if the last episode did sound really kind of strange. To be honest, it was not my favorite episode at the end when I was listening through. Uh, The quality just wasn't the best, my voice was really strange, and I just feel like I rushed it. So this episode, I'm going to just put it all out there, be authentic as I can without being too rushed. So in this episode, we're going to be talking all about Las Vegas and what does that mean. So I went to Las Vegas for the first and only time back in November 2021. Actually went for my honeymoon to my husband, of course. Uh, We got married October 30th and we went to Seattle and Las Vegas for our honeymoon. And there is a story behind that. So I will get into that, of course, in the backstory, as well as the main part of this episode on bucket list items that you can do in Las Vegas, which of course includes like going to casinos and going to big hotels and luxurious hotels, all that jazz, but also like unique things that maybe more adventures people want to do or things that you didn't even know you could do while you were in Las Vegas. So this episode is for you if you're looking for that or just getting a general idea about Las Vegas. It's not just all about partying on the strip, which can be fun, but that's not everybody's scene and I totally get that. So stay tuned for some tips and tricks and ideas for Las Vegas. So you might be wondering why Las Vegas for a honeymoon? That is kind of, in my opinion, not the place I would typically pick for someone to go on a honeymoon, maybe, but it's, I'm not a party person, so the idea of Las Vegas was not something that I would think, yeah, let's go on our honeymoon for that. But I can't really judge because we actually were planning to go to Las Vegas for our wedding. Little quick summary here, a uh, backstory. My husband and I got engaged in 2020 and we had planned to have a wedding, not too much you know, we weren't in a rush to get married. I wanted to be engaged for at least a year. It's this weird thing I have. I don't know. So I knew I wasn't going to be getting married right away in 2021. And I had no idea as time went on what the hell I wanted to do for our wedding. We both have pretty small families, uh, like close family. I especially don't have a huge family. And we don't have a, we didn't have a lot of friends at the time. And we both worked remote jobs for several years. So we were planning on trying to maybe get married in Vegas uh, for our four-year being together dating anniversary, which was March 26th. That would have been 2022. So we were planning to wait quite a while. But around summer 2021 or like spring, 
thing. We found out that our dog, uh, I had a dog who I had for 14 years when I was 14. She passed when she was 14. But we found out at the time that she was not doing so great for her health. There was a lot of complications. She eventually did get cancer, like a mass in her breast area. So it was pretty quick. I mean, she was already an old dog, so we knew it wasn't going to be forever, but she was a small dog. So we thought maybe she would live a little bit longer, but unfortunately that was not the case. So we wanted to expedite this whole wedding thing. And we actually planned our wedding pretty dang quick within a few months um, to time to spare and had a fall wedding on October 30th. We did it up in Door County, Wisconsin, a place that Stephen and I love, love, love and have been to a couple times. We just wanted to have a wedding where she could be in the wedding. Our dog, Poopy. <laughs> Lily is her real name, but I called her Poopy since eighth grade. So I, it's just the way it is. And Stephen loved her as well. She was, you know, our only animal at the time. And we wanted her to be like my dog of honor. We really wanted her to be a part of this because she was a huge part of our relationship. But unfortunately, she passed September 1st, but we still proceeded with the wedding. But we were planning, like I said, the like even almost a year after to have our wedding instead in Las Vegas. So we thought, well, we'll go to Vegas someday. It doesn't have to be, you know, right away. It doesn't have to be for our wedding. And we can still have our fall fantasy wedding and go to Door County, a place that we love versus Las Vegas, which is an out-of-state wedding. So that makes it a little more complicated. And we'd never been to Las Vegas versus somewhere that we loved and knew. And I truly love Door County. So I knew that it was going to be a great wedding. And I've always secretly wanted to get married in the fall. Not secretly, but it just fit more of my style to get married there. And our plan originally was actually go to a honeymoon. Our honeymoon was going to be in Spain. I will do a whole episode on Spain. Spain is my very first country I've ever been to outside of the United States. So it, of course, holds a special place in my heart. But that was, a th um, by the time we got there, was our third plan trip and it finally worked out the third time third time's the charm so our first plan to spain was supposed to be in early 2020 or late 2020 sometime in 2020 and we of course know what happened in 2020 and uh we weren't able to go because of of course you know strict strict guidelines outside and going to and from the united states and of course the vaccine was not a thing yet so that was of course unable to even be refunded or rebooked at the time which is really really unfortunate and so we decided all right we're gonna go in 2021 and we didn't care about like the wedding you know we knew we were gonna have a big wedding so we weren't saving for a huge wedding i'll do a whole episode on our wedding and how quaint and cute it was and good for a budget kind of thing it really worked out and we actually didn't spend hardly even close to a lot of money that we may even spent if we had a Vegas wedding so even though it always seems like the quick cheap option if you want more people to show up it's going to be expensive our plan was to go to Spain in 2021 we eventually figured oh we can go as our honeymoon after we get married also very short notice I don't even remember how we booked that without spending up the wazoo but Stephen lost his passport about a week or so um we discovered before the wedding that Stephen lost his passport don't know where it went we truly have no idea he must have lost it outside of the apartment i'm really not sure to this day but we had to claim it as lost he tried to figure out maybe to do a same day sort of maybe somehow get his booking like right before the trip in chicago which is where we were flying out of and we just didn't want to risk that so we ended up rebooking our trip for april 2022 with no costs, no worry about that. That was easy peasy, no problem, which is when we went. We actually finally got to go to Spain. Our honeymoon, we had no idea what we we're gonna do. And we randomly thought, where's a place in the United States we could go? Because we couldn't go, of course, without the passport. 
and we of course wanted to go on a honeymoon. So for some reason, we thought Seattle and Las Vegas. Seattle first for the first five days, and then for a few more days at the le- last leg of our trip would be Las Vegas. And it really worked out. I really highly recommend if you're going to go to Las Vegas, you do not. And many people will say you do not need to go more than a few days because it is a lot. It is one, a mind fuck. Two, it's overstimulation. And three, there's so many things to do. You're going to spend so much money in the casino as well and on beverages. We went November 2021. So keep that in mind. I highly recommend going anywhere in off season. That is something you will see a lot for me. I do not go to big, highly vacation places in the summer. And by summer, I mean like May through August. It's just something that I've always just end up doing. I don't, I usually skip it and stay local and summer spots around here instead of trying to get somewhere, which mind you, tourism is something that, you know, a lot of places thrive on. So prices are going to be up, up, up. Plane tickets are going to be way more. Hotel prices are going to be way more excursions even be, might be way more depending on the time of year you go. So I tr- truly try to avoid that and try to pick places that aren't going to be icicle tundra in October, November, December, January and go to places that are in warmer climates you know, during that time or places are a little more neutral. So I knew Las Vegas was still going to be hot, but not super hot because it's November. So that's my big first tip to anyone who wants to travel somewhere that really is dependent on temperature, whether you're escaping the cold temperature or, you know, vice versa. So I highly recommend going when it's off season, mostly because of money, but also because of temperatures. You're still going to get a good experience in November. There's still plenty of people and plenty of things to do and things don't stop just because it's not peak season. So here is how our trip went. Seattle, amazing. I will do an entire episode on Seattle as well. It truly deserves its own episode, I really think. It is my favorite place outside of Wisconsin that I've visited so far. The vibe is just it. I love so many things about Seattle, but I will, won't, you know, give too many spoiler alerts on that episode. After we hit uh, Seattle for about five days, which mind you, I was coming off of a cold. It was not COVID, but I still had an amazing time even though I was sick. That's how good Seattle was to me. I was near the very end of my sickness when we got to Las Vegas and Stephen was starting to get sick, so that was a bummer, but I had a good time, <laughs> but we still made the best of it, uh, and we only had a few days. in in that trip. We figured we were going to be okay. But one tip I'm going to say is after we went from Seattle to Las Vegas, mind you, there is time changes and there is also small airports, i.e. the Phoenix airport was a hot mess express. It was so overcrowded. It's almost as if COVID was not even a thing there. There was no six feet. There was nothing but people wearing masks in tight, cramped spaces. That was like the busiest. I mean, and by that, I mean like the ex, like the, the waiting areas, the gates were just crammed full of people. And that really set the tone for the beginning of our Vegas trip was very rushed. I do believe there was a delay. So we arrived in Vegas later And I had had a booking for a buffet reservation because fun fact, there really isn't that many buffets left in Las Vegas. It's something that they used to be really well known for, but now it really doesn't really exist. And COVID really made that a big difference because, you know, sanitary reasons. So I was really excited to get to this buffet reservation (laughs) that we had as like our dinner. We unfortunately missed that. And that really sent a weird vibe of our first night there. But once we made it and we got to our hotel, which was Caesar's Palace, we wanted to live our hangover fantasy that was Steven's request. My goodness, that hotel, 
any hotel on the strip especially caesar's palace and the bellagio are its own experience you could have multiple days in either of those hotels and you would be just freaking fine having your own fun that's what i'm saying there's so many things going on there that you don't even need to have a variety of things to do if i ever go again which i'm sure we will i would plan with less things in mind and just kind of going with the flow because Las Vegas is a place that you don't need a huge itinerary. There's so much going on that it's its own itinerary just at the hotel. So when we arrived at Caesars Palace, we had like a self check-in kind of thing, I believe. Uh, I don't even remember, honestly, but it was so massive. There are multiple ways to get to your room and the rooms aren't even, of course, like the biggest deal. So you'll have the lobby, shopping, casinos, just to get finally to an area where the rooms are. So be aware of that, that it's gonna be a trek just to get to your hotel room. It's a maze, it's amazing, it is insane. And we went down to the casino after we, you know, put all our stuff away and that was fun fun tip also in las vegas and maybe other casinos as well they want you to keep spending money so the drinks are free so don't go to the bar we don't mean that we made that first mistake because we had no idea eventually people started just serving you you know checking your ids and serving you while you're playing you know the slot machines and all the card games and stuff like that they don't care if you're getting free alcohol they will serve it to you because they know that you'll spend more money in the casinos so keep that in mind it's free beverage night every night in Las Vegas especially at the hotels that we stayed at. So after our first night in Las Vegas we moved over actually to the Bellagio where we had a humongous humongous suite that we stayed in which was another was one of other bucket list items that was checked off on this trip was staying in a luxurious hotel. Oh my god. So if you know this about Bellagio they have the fountains the Bellagio fountains out in front. Caesars Palace is right next to Bellagio but you can't just walk over next door. Mind you, getting out of Caesars Palace is its own ordeal. Then going over to the next hotel, a more even massive hotel with humongous fountains that you can't just cross over into the next hotel. We had to go on outside escalators to then move up and down to get over to this bridge to then get to the shopping side of the Bellagio to walk through the entire hotel of stores and casinos and where like they have like shows and restaurants to finally get to the main lobby so that's insane keep that in mind as well you can't just get across and you're you know hunky-dory you're checked in you can relax just keep that in mind that is that's the big hotels vibes but we wanted to live our Ocean's Eleven fantasy so we couldn't just stay in one hotel we wanted to get some variety on our few nights of staying in Las Vegas so we stayed two nights at this at this suite it was one of the top suites it wasn't like the top suite I've seen ones where it's like a three-bedroom apartment up there but this one was a humongous suite it was the most gorgeous, most extra as hell places I will ever lay my head down in. We could see the fountains from this angle and just the entire strip times a million in our hotel room. It was amazing. The bed had like one of those like old-fashioned but like modernized like at the end of like the footboard of like your headboard of the bed had a tv that you pushed a button you know what I mean like mtv crib style insane it was just all insane it was like its own palace it was so beautiful and I never felt more lucky in my life and it was like $600 a night which is actually insane but if you think about it a lot of places charge like $200 a night which I believe is what we got for Caesars Palace like a hundred something it was fairly cheap compared but what you get is just 
just amazing. And our room was, mind you, it was not as complicated to find our hotel and as much of a maze. Once you got to the main lobby of the Bellagio, you of course had to go through the casinos and whatnot, but it wasn't as much of a maze as like Caesar's Palace, which like had wings and stuff. Now they do have wings to hotel rooms depending where you're staying, but where we were in was like the secret hallway to find like our own private elevator, like with the other people in the hallway. That was really cool. It was just way less stressful at the Bellagio. I mean, I did get lost, but it was it was a little more, you know, forward on the style of the, of the place. It was a lot of casino. It was restaurant, stuff like that. But it wasn't as much of a maze in the main part as Caesar's Palace. Bellagio also, like I said, has a lot of shopping. So does Caesar's Palace. We did not find out about Caesar's Palace second casino, if not more, until about the second second night we were there. But we'll get into that in a minute. Huge hotels. They have everything you need there. They have restaurants and stores. And by that, stores, I mean luxury stores. Ones that I'm not spending money on, like Louis Vuitton or Valentino or Gucci and stuff like that. I can't afford any of that. So that was about the closest I'll ever come to one of those stores anytime soon. But that was where I feel like it was the most shock of, I don't belong here. How the hell am I here? And they had this exhibit with like flowers and glass so that you can walk through just... Everything is an experience within itself. Kind of like the Singapore airport is what it kind of reminded me of. Just so many things within one. It was just insane. I mean, we didn't even have time to like go to the pool. We didn't have time to like check out all the restaurants there. There was just so much going on. You want to have a lot of time to do everything. It's like Disney World, but there's just not possibly enough time unless you stay like a week or so. And I just feel like that's a lot for Las Vegas. (laughs) That was a few things that you can do that are free at the Bellagio. Of course, the fountains. Caesars Palace also has an entire shopping area on the other end of their hotel. It is a very well-known area in Las Vegas. It is a enclosed indoor mall that has like a sky above it. There's another one that's like off the strip a little bit that's similar, but this one is like, it's almost like Italy, like over in Rome, all the marble and like the statues. It's, it's kind of like cheesy, but it's like this fake classy, but like classy vibe. And that's where like all like the chain restaurants are and like more lower end, but still high end retail places like Michael Kors, which I ended up getting a bag there. That was a very odd experience as well. That was like, I feel rich, but I know that I'm really not experience. In this area, they actually had a lot of great eating places as well that were a middle, good middle tier. It wasn't all like high glass dining. So there, of course, is lots of things for lots of people to do. So there is always a lot of good dining options where you don't have to necessarily leave your hotel. You will have to make quite a trek, but there are plenty of places to enjoy eating over at Caesars Palace as well as the Bellagio. The first things that we checked off on my bucket list from this trip was of course visiting Las Vegas but as well as experiencing a really luxury uh, hotel room as well as seeing like the Bellagio fountains and as well going to a Las Vegas casino all of which is exciting and except for you know paying for a hotel they were it was all you know free items or very cheap. You can also when you head over down to the fountain they have show and they give you a schedule and they may even be viewed online and you can actually set your like TVs to a certain radio station so you can hear the sounds of the same exact music that's playing being played outside from your room or when you're outside you can hear the music the fountains have a certain rotation that they do throughout the night and sometimes it gets really annoying because like on Saturdays it's like 
they play past midnight sometimes and it's really loud and really obnoxious. So that is one thing I think if I ever went to the Bellagio again by some chance, I will not go on a Saturday and have a room towards the strip because that was actually really annoying when I was trying to sleep because we had to leave the next day. Yes, the Bellagio has, their fountains has a routine and a schedule of what songs and when they'll be performed by the fountains performed. They will be shown by the fountains and they have the fountains go at a rhythm of the music. So that's really cool. They also have, be aware, there's also a lot of scams that go down over there, really honing in on those tourists. There's also um, showgirls down there and you have to pay to take a picture with them. So there is a hilarious picture of me and Steven with these two seemingly, you know, normal girls with like sparkly outfits on not quite as like the same like big headdresses that Vegas showgirls will have but you have to pay to take a picture with them and you sometimes don't know that until afterwards so just be aware of that it was you know no harm no foul it was it was nothing like a big scam or anything it was still fun but just so you know nothing is free in Las Vegas when it comes down outside of the hotel rooms or the hotel especially so here are some other things that you can do in Las Vegas that are in the area uh, that I was mentioning or by Caesars Palace or the Bellagio as well as a couple other things that you can experience outside of that. One of which is the Strat. We did not go to that. If we ever go another time, I would love to do the feature of jumping off of the Strat, which is the highest uh, hotel building in Las Vegas, I believe. Um, It's a really skinny, not super on the strip, but it's a little bit down there and you can do different experiences through there. They also have a restaurant at the very top, which is, I've heard a really great view and a really interesting experience for Las Vegas. But something else that you can do is the link, which is I do believe the largest, if not one of the largest Ferris wheels in the world, and it is enclosed. It is similar to, I believe, like the London Eye, where you get your own pods, I think. I'm not 100% sure. And you get to just, you know, go around. It's very slow moving. You essentially have to hop onto the Ferris wheel. It is nonstop, and it does cost. And there are some, like, restrictions. You can't bring certain things onto the Ferris wheel, and you're also... Technically, it's not called a Ferris wheel, but it's essentially a Ferris wheel. There's a ton of other people in there with you and there's nowhere really to sit like there are some kind of like on a ledge within it but it's like a lot of informational things about Las Vegas and it's very much touristy but you get a really great view and we went near if not during sunset like the very beginning of it so that was really beautiful to see there are a ton of also other things to do over by the link or Lynx Hotel area, one of which is In-N-Out. It is the closest In-N-Out to the Strip, and I have never been to In-N-Out, neither has Steven. It, of, of course, is a West Coast chain restaurant, and it truly, I think it was worth the hype. It was delicious. I really enjoyed it, and I would definitely go again. There's also tons of other shops down there, and we went to, like, the Ghirardelli shop, and there's so many other, like, touristy things. They have, like, an ice bar there. We did not go to that, but it's, like, you know, an igloo bar where it's, like, made of ice in there, I think. And there's a ton of other experiences there that you can do. And it's close to the Flamingo Hotel as well, which is has its own unique Vegas history. There are a ton of shows that you can go to. We did go to a Las Vegas show, however. We went to the O by Cirque du Soleil, which was in the Bellagio. Very convenient because we didn't have to leave our hotel. It was on the very last night that we were there in Las Vegas, I think, for what I remember. So that was really convenient. It was awesome. It was super fun. And it, you did, have, of course, have to pay, but it was really nice. And it was convenient right there. There are, of course, so many, so many, so many shows that have residencies or celebrities that have residencies 
these in these Las Vegas hotels all across the strip. So most of the hotels, like especially the bigger ones or, you know, the more well-maintained will have magic shows or celebrity uh, musicians and performers that are always doing shows. Usually I believe it's like Wednesday or Thursday through like Saturday or Sunday. So there are always a ton of options to see a show in Las Vegas. If I ever went again, I would definitely check out Penn and Teller or some other magic show. And I would say the most unique thing that we did in Las Vegas is a helicopter tour. When you think Las Vegas, you may not be thinking of excursion excursions such as a helicopter tour. You, of course, have several options if you look into it. There are ones you can go over the Vegas um, Strip at night, which is really cool. We opted to go to a helicopter tour that was actually going to go to the Grand Canyon. This way, we are knocking both out a helicopter tour off my bucket list, but as well as seeing the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon, although, is super amazing to experience if, like, you drive there. It's actually really kind of not super easy to get to unless you're willing to make the drive and from where I live that would take quite a bit and if I'm going to do that whole driving road trip thing I want to go to multiple national parks in that same trip so I thought what is a great way to knock two, you know, kill two birds with one stone while we're in Las Vegas? So we went to a helicopter tour. I don't remember it of the business's name at the top of my head, but they do all sorts of different types of helicopter tours in Las Vegas and Arizona near the Grand Canyon. This one took you to a certain part of the Grand Canyon. I don't remember if it was the West Rim. It's not the most populated area, but we actually got to land in a safely, you know, safe zone where they, you know, typically drop off, not drop off, but you land for the tourists on the ride and you get to check out the canyon, get to be there for about like 15 to 30 minutes and you get to enjoy the thing. They like provide beverages and like some light snacks and stuff like that. There was a not a lot of tourists because you can only fit about I think there was six people in each helicopter. So it's a little snug, but not too snug by any means. That was interesting as well. I have to mention, I was the person who got to sit next to the pilot <laughs> in the plane, or I'm sorry, the helicopter. So that was really cool. I got to be next to all the like switches and all that stuff. I didn't touch nothing, you know, I'm not. But I pretended I was the co-pilot for that excursion <laughs> because I am annoying. And Steven was next to me and we had headsets and there was like three other guys in the back. It was just really cool as we all got to know each other. We could hear the pilot but we couldn't have like full conversations it's not like some helicopters you see like in movies where you can have full conversations over the headsets but we got to see amazing views they had like fun light rock music in your ears while you were flying over the canyon you got to hear a bit about like the hoover dam we drew we flew over that as well as a couple other um small towns that were you know right through um from las vegas to the grand canyon or where we were going to be at so that was really fun and unique i just thought it was super cool to like it felt really surreal to like fly in something like this it was just super unique and i would definitely fly in a helicopter again i felt safe it was just really cool it was a unique way to experience the Grand Canyon, but of course in Las Vegas as well, because I had also never been to Arizona. So I thought that was really cool to kind of try it before I ever go to the Grand Canyon again and like walk around and, you know, drive there, of course, and check out the one um, like walkway that they have at the Grand Canyon. There's so many things to see in the Grand Canyon. So this was just one element to it. So yeah, once we got to the Grand Canyon, we landed, we took our pictures, we took pictures with us with like the helicopter and of course the canyon. I will post pictures. I have several pictures from that day. It was super fun. It was 
just such a surreal moment to be like in the middle of nowhere in the canyon. I feel like that's such a unique experience. I don't think we were quite on the ground floor, but we were definitely somewhere that a lot of people may not experience the Grand Canyon. So I really think it was worth the money to go and try this out. I really highly recommend to get away outside of just seeing the strip to experience something like this and experience a little bit of nature as well. And on our way back, we got to actually fly over the strip. It was in the daytime, but it was still really cool. We got to see a couple of hotels that, you know, we weren't driving past or anything. We didn't really get too far into the strip. So that was really cool to see that. And it was also another unique way to experience Las Vegas. I would definitely recommend to look into a helicopter tour. I will post pictures of my experience on my Instagram at bucketlistbitchpod. And that way I can link the name of the helicopter tour because it was all wonderful. And they also like picked us up in a limousine and on the way back, I felt so bougie that entire weekend, even though I'm not at all. It was like very out of body experience. The whole thing I felt like, where am I? Who am I? I feel like Vegas is that one place that you can like pretend to be bougie for a day because like one, not everything is super cheap, but like the fact they even have this with like a helicopter tour is really random to me. And I never thought I would do it. And it wasn't that bougie in the limousine. I'm not saying a limousine qualifies as bougie per se, but it has a stigma to it. And I feel like it was just really weird and it was unique and fun. I would definitely check out the helicopter tour again if I ever hit up Las Vegas or just a helicopter tour in general. So yeah, that was the big part of our trip. That was a huge reason why we went to Las Vegas. It was a huge highlight to our trip. But there was, of course, so many other things, like I said, that you can do right at the hotels. I also recommend if you're gonna go to Caesars Palace, they have like this slushy machine booth thing that's like alcoholic beverages. So if you're over 21, slay. If you're not, maybe wait till you're 21, of course. They're not gonna give it to you anyways. <laughs> I would recommend going there. That was super fun, super tasty. There's just like so many unique things that are in Las Vegas that I'm not going to get here in Wisconsin. So we were surely living it up. But of course, I want to mention budget, budget, budget. Don't go too crazy beyond your means. But there are tons of different options that you can do for a decent price. There are a ton of other shopping areas as well. There's another shopping center that also has like an indoor mall that has like a zip line. Slotzilla, I think is what it's called. We did not go there. I've not heard the best things, but there's another way to go shopping that's not quite like, a, like it's on the strip adjacent. There are a ton of things to do. Just be safe when you go to Las Vegas. It is a tourist spot, of course. There's also open alcohol so anybody can just be walking on the streets and having a gay old time with alcohol just be aware of that so be safe and have fun and let me know if you're gonna go to las vegas i would definitely go again i definitely want to try out a few things i didn't get to such as like i said the strat i would also love to try a different vegas show i would love to try a, a vegas buffet i feel like there's just so many other things that i could do i am not really really sure what else there is to do but there is so many things so that is episode four of the bucket list bitch podcast and want to thank you again for listening to this episode and my podcast my next episode will be all about rage rooms what is that what are they what do you do in them it is airy season people as i'm filming it is the beginning of airy season which is my sun sign so there will be all sorts of things to share in a rage rooms next episode i will also be taking a break the, the after the next episode because i will be turning 
30 and I will be going on my 30th birthday trip to Chicago. I will be doing an episode all about Chicago once I get back from that trip and share my adventures of things to do in Chicago. I've been to Chicago several times. I've done quite a few things that I have already checked off my bucket list from Chicago because it's not too far from where I live. But there are, of course, um, several other things I have not done on my bucket list that I will be checking off at this trip, as well as just turning 30 and having a gay old time and having fun, living it up, and also a little bit of crafting intent. So stay tuned for the next few episodes. Another episode I will be doing, I don't know why I'm sharing this, I just feel like it. Another episode I will be doing is about my bucket list failures very, very soon. I have been, just like many of many of us, I have been going through it personally at work, in general life, and mental health, and I just... I want to express that failures do not equal being a loser or that you're not good enough, that you're a mistake, yada yada. You can rise up from your failures and your mistakes and make them into learning lessons and how to grow from them. So I'm really excited for that episode as well because I've really been thinking about failures and not being a good enough, especially when I, you know, growing this podcast. So that is my sample for today. I just realized I was rambling. I haven't really used my segments too much as I had originally thought. just kind of just go for it and ramble but yeah I I just want to let you know what's on the horizon for this podcast for sure I definitely recommend checking out my Instagram bucket list bitch pod on I post uh, behind the scenes if you will uh, photos from things that I mentioned in the most recent episodes so you can see a visual of my experiences from my bucket list slaying if you will also i recommend checking out my website i have show notes on there and a google form that if you would like to see certain uh episode topics or if you have any questions for me i'm still setting up an idea of a forum or a community space for any listeners who want to answer questions such as have you been to las vegas and what did you do in las vegas what would you recommend in las vegas for now totally just message me on instagram or comment on my most recent photo when i do post about that i'm still working out the kinks so thank you for bearing with me life has been on Honestly, a hot mess and I've not been as motivated so I will get on that train eventually so thanks for bearing with me I hope you all have a great rest of your week thank you for listening to the bucket list bitch podcast stay safe out there live every day like an adventure because everybody has a story to tell what will be yours bye the bucket list bitch podcast is brought to you by host Sam Martelewski if you're interested in sponsoring an episode of the bucket list bitch reach out to me on my instagram at the bucket list bitch pod mm-hmm.